1: i can google for you right here in person that's good holy shit wave
0: to the camera brandon new heights was in philadelphia this week with the the event at buffalo wild wings so we have brandon in person how about that who the fuck is that cutie just sitting quietly off to
1: the side from jason
0: between my sexiness and his cuteness it's an explosion in this (laughs) den right now yeah look out ladies (laughs) jake's upstairs because he didn't pass the cuteness test
1: he's up in the ugly room he
0: can't come down.
1: It ain't right. Stay up there, Jake. You know what you did. Welcome back to New Heights, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, brought to you by the all-new Experience Smart Money Debit Card. The debit card that builds credit without the debt. So, so convenient. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey. New Heights uh, episodes drop every Wednesday during the NFL season. So subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. And uh, check out our official fan club at newheightshow.com. Join the club, boys and girls. Come on in. Centers for life. It's, it's Jason, warm in here. Let the people know what we got coming up
0: we got a great episode for you guys right now. (laughs) Of course, we're going to recap the uh, Eagles-Chiefs game from this past week, a.k.a. the Kelsey Family Reunion game. Uh, We're also going to take a look at the biggest storylines coming from week 11 and power rank some of the uh, Thanksgiving sides in honor of this week's holiday, which is up there with the best of them. I don't know that there's – man, I feel like the holidays where you get to eat are are usually the best. Yeah. Right? I I think – Outside of Christmas, where you, you literally just give gifts to each other, and there's usually eating involved there, too. Like, uh, I think it's Thanksgiving and 4th of July. Am I missing one here?
1: I mean, 4th of July is a good one, man. I think that's probably my favorite one.
0: 4th of July. is good. Well, you get to eat and you get to celebrate being a, an
1: American. <laughs> <sighs> it's just, I don't even know what you just asked me.
0: Yeah, I don't really know if I even asked anything to be honest with you. I just was saying that I like holidays that you get to eat at.
1: Uh, you couldn't tell. How was it playing on Thanksgiving? Because you've actually played on Thanksgiving, right?
0: You've never. You haven't played on Thanksgiving.
1: Mm-mm. I don't think. The I think Chiefs we've have done it twice. About I
0: think we played against Dallas on once and against Detroit once. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back and look. But I know we've definitely done it. Uh, it sucks. You don't get to eat food with your family.
1: I don't remember ever really having thanksgiving like we did when we were kids because every single thanksgiving we have practice in the morning
0: well we also uh, that's uh, early on we would go play football if we didn't have practice we would go play football outside a few of the times in cleveland it was snowing already and during thanksgiving so that uh, that's one of the things i vividly remember high school football football.
1: high school football was always over (laughs) high school
0: was i'm talking about when we're young young just
1: pick up yeah 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 i'm just talking about we would go to like a park
0: yeah. yeah, we go, we go to go Fairfax Rocksboro Elementary. Fairfax, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember there was snow on the ground and you could tackle and it felt a lot better.
1: Uh, you would pr- you would you would pray for a snow day.
0: I think one year we went to Canterbury, which was a change up. We usually didn't go to Canterbury, but we ended up there.
1: Oh, I remember that one.
0: I guess that is the one leg up Thanksgiving does have on 4th of July. Is you get to not only get to eat and drink, but you get to watch football.
1: Yeah. So usually, that is usually a lineup. pretty nice deal. Yeah. I wonder what the what are the holiday games this week?
0: Well, it's always Detroit and Dallas every year, right? And then I think Sam Fran plays somebody Thursday. We got Lions Packers, Cowboys, Commanders, and 49er Seahawks.
1: Hmm. That'll be a fun a few uh, division games, yeah. Be some good games. Well, good luck to them. I'll be uh, <laughs> feasting on uh, KFC because KFC, I won't have anybody you guys- here. <laughs> you, don't I, have, I you don't have
0: anybody in there? Coach yeah. Turkey? No, we'll What's Kumar to, doing?
1: We'll have to. I don't know. I don't know. He might be going back to hang out with his family. So that makes we'll see. sense.
0: If you want to make a quick trip, you're you're welcome on the house trip.
1: Thanks, man.
0: We'll have plenty of food.
1: <laughs> Thanks. It's exactly what I wanted to do this week.
0: Did you have a bye week for one of the Thanksgivings? Yeah. One a few, year,
1: a few years, and you came a few years to, to a the
0: house, didn't you? Yeah. That's right. I remember that now. Heck yeah. So you got to witness Kylie's green bean casserole.
1: Arana. <sighs> smacking all that shit cleaning the plate
0: we're sidetracking quite a bit all right sorry i got excited about thanksgiving all right and uh before we get to all this stuff uh we got to get to a little bit of that uh new news.
1: new news hey new heights won an award that's right new heights won just won award? best sports podcast in 2023 according to who um ad week audio awards so oh,
0: that sounds official
1: yeah thanks ad week audio awards yeah we appreciate it and this only is possible because of the 92 percenters so thank you guys for everything that you guys do tuning into this nonsense every single week <laughs> um yeah it's pretty cool to get accolades like that i mean uh i don't know why you guys find this show so entertaining yeah but, uh we sure have thanks fun for doing it in.
0: yeah more uh i guess what is this publicity news or in and, and more uh news ratings <laughs> the kelsey duet Reached number one on iTunes. That's it's right. Fairy tale of this Philadelphia. Is Our song from the new Christmas album debuted at number one on the iTunes chart. <laughs> this is That's right. We are officially rock stars. Like we talked about last week, um, we asked to keep the comments on the YouTube video so we could see what you guys are saying. And um, you guys did not disappoint. A few highlights from the comments section. <laughs> Jessica J. Cox, Cox. 9443. I know Travis was expecting a roasting in the comments, but trust me when I say this is anything but buns. Very early Christmas to
1: us. Okay, Jessica. Well, thank you for that. I was, uh, those aren't the ones I want to hear though. Give me the good stuff.
0: Okay. Well, let's see if you like this one more. Okay. From at goddess of fairies. <laughs> The rasp, grit, and growls add such a beautiful texture to Jason's voice. Travis is giving Disney Prince vibes. I saw that comment quite a bit. Um, somebody's been taking singing lessons. You guys both sound great. Multi-talented.
1: Okay. Hashtag Thank multi-talented. Thank you, goddess fairies. Thank you, goddess. Disney, Disney Prince?
0: Who? What Disney Prince are you going to be?
1: I don't know. The only one that I know is Beauty and the Beast. Uh So you're going to be Beast? Ooh, no. I think they were just going for like a Disney like singer, right? Like that's what it really they're, is. I think an like actual prince. prince. I don't know any prince that sings though.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they all sing, but I'm not going to lie. The princesses are definitely the ones that steal the shows. It's hard to remember the prince ones.
1: I can't remember a single. Yeah,
0: Beast. I mean, I've seen all these movies recently. I'm trying to remember what the the guy's name is I, in Little Mermaid and I am blanking.
1: I got Eric, nothing for thank you.
0: Thank you Brandon. Brandon's got the There's a the
1: guy place. named Eric in Little Mermaid.
0: He's the prince.
1: <laughs> There's a prince <laughs> in Little Mermaid? He's, he's
0: the one that the Little Mermaid is falling in love with and agreeing with an evil witch doctor named Ursula to yeah, give her I legs so Ursula. that she can go follow her love. You don't remember Ursula?
1: No, I that's the only person I do remember I outside mean, she's of she's a
0: very unforgettable character. Yeah. and name. I mean kudos to Disney for naming a villain, like just about the most
1: villain, diabolical you
0: could. name you could—Ursula. Have you ever met like an Ursula? a Ursula? I don't even know. Like it's a dark name. It is. Yeah. What are other Disney princes? Uh
1: Man, I mean, charming. does Aladdin eventually become prince a prince? Prince Charming,
0: way to go! Yeah, prince that one should have been obvious. Aladdin.
1: Wait, who's Prince Charming?
0: Aladdin is not a prince. He pr- he wishes to be a prince. It's different. Brandon, did you watch the movie? <laughs> Um
1: <laughs> I said Aladdin too. I ain't <laughs>
0: Did you say Aladdin? Yeah. Aladdin is actually probably one of my favorite uh go to movies. I guess Simba. Simba's a prince. Just a prince lion. Um you got uh uh I like Moana, but there's not really a prince in Moana. There's just Maui who kind of is
1: I know nothing of what you're talking about right now.
0: There's a prince in Frozen.
1: I'd probably go Aladdin though. If I was if I was any of the Disney Disney characters. That's
0: because he's really not a prince. He works his way up. He earns it. He's not given it by birth.
1: Yeah. He's and a he's peasant. A thief. He's, a, he's thief. a
0: peasant. Well, he's a, but he's a, th- he's a good thief. He's a thief yeah. of necessity. He gives the bread to the kids after he steals the loaf. He nice. sees the kids are hungry. He gives, he's like Robin Hood.
1: It's a good, good thief. Have you seen the Robin Hood with Jamie Foxx in it?
0: Um, No.
1: It's a good one. I fucks with it.
0: Is it better than Robin Hood, Men in Tights?
1: No, nothing's better than Robin Hood Men and Tights.
0: <laughs> ah, that's the best Robin Hood. Ain't
1: no. Dude, case. ever. We're men. We're men. Men. Big hey. <laughs> check little John.
0: <laughs>
1: all right. All right. Let's get to more of these God, guys. We the,
0: we're yeah, we are really getting sidetracked. Aunt Stacy, 9354. Uh commented on Fairy Tale Philadelphia choir teacher of 30 years. Ooh, here.
1: okay, Stace.
0: Jason gives us the husky baritone voice with a touch of vocal fry technique, whatever the fuck
1: that is. That's That's the Nickelback in you. That's the Nickelback in you. Don't you you dare.
0: (laughs) Powerful yet controlled. Travis gives us lyrical tenor purity and crystal clarity. The The diction is tricky because the song is quick with lots of words. When they sing in unison and in harmony, it's perfection because nobody blends better than siblings bravo boys stacy gosh thank you're you for too that kind comment.
1: you're too kind that's awesome you guys are way too kind all right What did you not think you don't think the song's good i think it's good i think it's a good song no it is a, it's a good song if you're into that kind of <laughs> i just
0: <coughs> no no no. if you're into that kind of stuff it's great yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're if you like uh yeah
1: disney princes and husky baritones
0: We owe a big thanks to one group in particular, besides the 92 percenters, and that's the Swifties, because the Swifties came out. I sent out one tweet when I got to eight, and I got like 85 (laughs) tweets from Swifties across the world saying, oh, you think eight's good? We're taking this to number one, and they did. (laughs) It's a powerful group. It's a powerful group of people.
1: Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate you, and thank you to the Swifties. Thank you.
0: Thank you for those comments. Uh, The full album on vinyl is available for pre-order right now. Uh, Sales from the album will go toward the Children's Crisis Treatment Center, uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, CHOP. uh, And we're also still figuring out other charities uh, to donate this money to. Um, That is one of the other things that we're trying to figure out still. Uh, But we do know that uh, we're just trying to make people's holidays a little bit brighter, a little bit more joyful. And, uh, we're having fun so far.
1: Can't wait to hear the rest of the album, man. Some You're some enjoy good it. some good songs. You you went and got some like classic songs in there, like ones that I yeah knew. the fairy tale song. I had no idea that it was even a Christmas song until you brought it to my attention.
0: You know, I, I mean, it's kind I I kind of view it as a Christmas song, but I think it's also it's just a love song. But yeah, it's it's a great tune. Shane McAllen, shout out that motherfucker. The Pogues, shout out, unbelievable. No idea. We got a lot more like, I don't know if "deep cuts" is the right word, but like a lot more kind of like cult classic songs where like people that love those songs love them. Last year we were we were hitting like more just upbeat, happy Christmas stuff. Now we we got some songs in here this year showing off them vocals. pretty specific.
1: Oh, You husky baritone, you.
0: <laughs> well, it's my vocal fry technique. <laughs> Got that down to make it as wise man
1: <laughs> we got some other new news uh the true colors collection launched that's right I teamed up with the chiefs again this year um and uh came out with um a line of uh i don't know just a few uh chiefs items some uh a sweatsuit um kind of like a, a play on a jersey and uh or like a, a baseball warm up um and then like a polo, they're 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 pretty sweet. So you guys, that's dope. Yeah, you guys can go and check it out at truecolors.com. Um, and I believe they're at, they're being sold in the team store as well in uh, Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not just saying this. I was actually just talking to Travis about this before the show. Um, I was a big fan when you guys partnered with the Chiefs last year with the the products that came out of it, the hoodie and the crew neck. Uh, two of my favorite pieces, although they are Chiefs, so I don't wear them out as much, but they're comfy and the materials are great. Um, I think, uh, excited to see what you guys got rolling this year.
1: Yeah. The, uh, it's, it's awesome. They, they do it right. The chiefs do it right. And, uh, I appreciate them for letting me team up with them again, because, um, it's always awesome seeing people wear kind of the, the creations that, that you come up with. It's fun. That's why I started true colors. Cause I have fun doing it.
0: Well, speaking of creations uh, that you come up with, let's talk about this uh, Wall Street Journal magazine cover. You made more headlines this week uh, when you did an interview uh, with the Wall Street Journal magazine, and uh, you're the December slash January cover star. All right, now. I got to say, big fan of that jacket.
1: Dude, that jacket is so... I wanted to just walk out of there in that jacket it was hot as fuck that day so i wasn't gonna wear it out but
0: did you ever see yourself getting on the wall street journal
1: no why not i just feel like it's gosh i don't know i just i've always looked at the wall street journal like it's like not sports at all yeah you know it, or so just entertainment really like wall street
0: journal is pretty much hey
1: it's about business it's business world yeah yeah which is cool which is cool. It is as I as I've been getting uh, more and more ingrained in the business world, uh, getting buying, I don't know, getting into investments and teaming up with uh, different companies. Um, it's been cool, and uh, they did an awesome job with the article. I thought it was uh, it was cool how they showcased um, just my uh, my love for not only Kansas City but my love for the people that I have around me, and um, yeah, it was awesome. Well, what's what's the bigger honor? Don't lie. Wall Street Journal magazine
0: cover or Sexiest Man Alive uh, finalist?
1: Wall Street Journal. You're a finalist.
0: Yeah. You were the, you're, I'm not on the cover. You're on
1: the yeah. cover. You almost made it, though.
0: I, I, it was close. It was close. I mean, just couldn't beat out uh, pretty much anybody. Uh, so, <laughs> the topic of retirement also came up in this article. So, the only thing that I've really never been open about uh, is the discomfort, the pain, the lingering injuries, the 10 surgeries I've had that I still feel every single surgery to this day, um, more than anyone could ever imagine. Yeah. Listen, this is my game. Don't go stealing my strategy. This is I am the one who threatens retirement and talk about retirement all the time. That's not your game. Don't steal my <laughs> I move.
1: Can't, I can't. So I just That's gotta just I just gotta shut up and just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, what caused you to? Uh, I guess yeah, you really haven't talked about it before. This is kind of the first time you've really been, you know vocal about, I guess, you know, some of the things that make it hard to play into your 30s, mid 30s.
1: Yeah. And uh, feeling it now more than ever.
0: (laughs) the way it goes.
1: (laughs) And I mean, it is what it is, man. The surgeries, they take a toll, man. They take a toll. They do. I was fortunate. My uh, well, unfortunate. I got the knee surgery. But after once I got back out on the field, I've been fortunate. I haven't had too many problems with that situation since then yeah i mean i would say successful surgery 1000 percent.
0: i mean you've played how many consecutive snaps for a while like um i know you missed a game earlier this year but like outside of that yeah so it worked you've been been available
1: yeah Uh, i don't know i think uh yeah it's uh every every one of them linger though and it is what it is
0: what bothers you the most
1: man i don't even know if i want to tell i want to give this to defenses
0: you don't want to give it to defenses yeah i'll tell you straight up i don't care i mean uh my uh my hips if i can get my hips warmed up i feel like everything else kind of just falls into place my ankles kind of hurt my knees hurt but i feel like if i activate the hips if i get the glutes turned on adductors turned on hip flexors turned on i'll figure it out
1: well yeah i mean core if if you you activate the core everything else kind of falls into place wall drills i'm with that (laughs) He's <laughs> psycho. Fired him. Glutes.
0: All righty. Let's talk about maybe the biggest news from this past week, besides the Kelsey family reunion game, and that's the Travis Kelsey tweets, circa two thousand nine to two thousand
1: eleven. Travis. Uh, <laughs> ah man. Everybody's was, a big fan
0: a... <laughs> of uh college Travis uh Twitter. <laughs>
1: Fuck. What's hilarious is that nobody followed me back then, and I followed you no you didn't
0: back then i did when i actually followed people
1: there's no way you ever commented or you never tweeted at me or respond or like replied to a tweet never liked a tweet yeah th- so you didn't follow me but i will say that i've been trying to get all those tweets deleted like i've been trying like since i've gotten to the league i'm like gosh i just want i want all those things to get deleted and um sure enough it came to came surface level and everybody fucking dove into 2011 what a fucking year that was
0: i think we all have tweets that we would love to have deleted um i feel like everybody was talking about it. i mean jimmy fallon did a whole bit i mean it was, it was it, good it, it's, it's been all over the news when you go back and read your tweets what is what what does travis kelsey think
1: i was just using twitter as like a diary <laughs> mm-hmm Like, there's no, I'm just out here just saying nonsense. I just gave a squirrel a piece of bread and spelled squirrel like a jackass.
0: I mean, first of all, that's the the new spelling for squirrel. I'm only spelling squirrel (laughs) like that from now on. I don't know why it's spelled the other way. (laughs) And I did not know they eat bread either. I think that one, this one gets crushed. I think the only reason it's getting crushed is because the spelling. Outside of that, I'd be pretty... I'd be pretty enjoyed if I gave a if I'm over here throwing bread around a squirrel's eating it, I'd be pretty pumped up.
1: I've made a, made a friend, man. I made a friend.
0: Nap time!
1: Nap time's a classic.
0: Who doesn't love nap time? Twelve oh five on the dot.
1: <laughs> yeah, twelve oh five, baby. <laughs> little lunchtime nap. Hey, little lunchtime nap.
0: Time for that power nap, baby. Get fifteen in. I'm back. I'm back up by
1: twelve twenty. You already know. All I need is a good fifteen. And this is, I mean, this is why I don't tweet anymore because <laughs> it's Olive Garden nonsense.
0: Up at the Olive Garden with Papa, had to grab the fettuccine with the chicken alfredo. Schmacking. Schmacking. That- <laughs> Schmackin'. <laughs>
1: it's great. Don't forget the free breadsticks. Olive Garden was one of my favorites. Olive Garden, Red Lobster. Dude, the, the cheddar biscuits. I could go there right now and fuck my stomach up and just absolutely house those cheddar biscuits, little shrimp linguine. Yeah. Some... Chicken Alfredo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what um, a ah. I I feel like, re- and this is going to be an interesting thing for us, because everything we're doing right now is being documented, right? On this podcast. It's going to be interesting to watch this 10 years from now and see what we think of it. I have a feeling we're going to think of it the same way we think of your tweets right now. Like, no way. There's I guarantee no way. it because, th- no, it's, this is the way... The like stuff happens. I anybody who reads their old, old tweets, like, there cannot, I feel like everybody hates their old tweets. It doesn't matter what it was that you're tweeting, you're like, why did I think that was funny? Or what, like, I was trying to make a joke.
1: What was I even fucking doing in some of these tweets?
0: Yeah, I, but I, like, it's gonna be interesting to watch New Heights in 10 years and be like, man, I fucking, I thought I was hilarious and I'm a Jamoke. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I'm gonna think about it. I feel like. <laughs> I
1: don't know. The, the funniest one is this fucking teacher one, man. Which one? The uh, so, so this teacher tried this
0: teacher. So this teacher tried to call on me in class. I wasn't paying attention. Well, like I a- was, and I didn't fold under pressure. Dub. I mean, it's a dub. That's a, that's a <laughs> so, big dub.
1: You uh, call the teacher the- out. Bow. I don't like. I don't. I don't remember this at all.
0: What well, happened?
1: I have it at seven a m too seven thirty three a m yeah you definitely were not
0: at class at seven thirty three a m
1: why <laughs> what makes you think i wasn't
0: there aren't classes that early in college are there
1: what one thousand percent there are
0: oh I didn't remember that well it sure made for an enjoyable uh week in uh rehashing some 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 old tweets
1: yeah everybody just tortured me if nobody nobody tortured me for the for the singing i got my i got my fix for this one. I was getting lit up left and right. This shit was the best.
0: (laughs) Moving on, it's time now to answer a few not dumb questions. That's right, because there's no such thing as dumb questions. (laughs) Just dumb people. No Dumb Questions is brought to you by Accelerator Active Energy Drinks. That's right. Accelerator Active Energy is available at hy Quick Trip, uh, and for you active military listeners, you can find it at any Army, Air Force, Navy, or Marine Corps Exchange. Ha <laughs> That's awesome. All right. It's also always available on Amazon, like just about everything else in this world. From y 13 on Club 92, since Thanksgiving is around the corner, what is your favorite dish and what is one that you absolutely hate? Yeah, <laughs> let's take it one step further and rank the top five classic Thanksgiving sides. And let's also throw in some ones that we absolutely can't stand when they're on there, which... I feel like there's a bunt. Travis is super picky.
1: I don't even know what the shit is.
0: Our Thanksgivings, we've talked about this before. Like, I just vividly, like, it always ended in tears. With don't Travis take me at the back. table, with dad back. screaming at him. Yeah, we've already talked about it. We'll, <laughs> we'll move bad. on. <laughs> I'm thankful. Eat the food. Be thankful. All right, here we go. <laughs> My must haves, we've already talked about this. Mama Kelsey dinner rolls. Do Gotta yourself a have- favor. Get some Mama Kelsey dinner rolls. Gosh, I'm going green bean casserole. Okay, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm, okay, corn, not candy corn, corn, <laughs> and then there has to be some type of meat. I know everybody says turkey. I think turkey is kind; of, it has to kind of be there. But if I'm not lying, we were always a big pork chop family growing up, and I think pork chops taste better than turkey. If I'm being honest, so yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going ham. I'm going honey-baked ham.
0: Honey-baked ham. God damn it, we had that too. Fuck.
1: Honey-baked I ham. I should have chose that. Can I change? Is it too late to change? Too Can late. I change? You already said fucking whatever pork you shop? just said. Yeah. All
0: right, you got me there. Honey-baked ham for sure.
1: The pork chops were solid though.
0: They were. Yeah, mom did a good job with those.
1: I'm going ham first. Got to have honey-baked ham, that sugar crust, maybe throw some pineapples in there.
0: That was a huge miss by me. We've already been over it. Good job. You nailed it. <laughs>
1: It's the best. What else? Dinner rolls, Mama Kelsey's dinner rolls, always on there. Mac and cheese, gotta have some mac and cheese. Yeah, I mean, it's got yeah. to have mac and cheese. I respect it. Um, I respect it. <laughs> that's where it, this is where it gets tricky for me.
0: Those are like the only three that are really that important.
1: <laughs> Everything else is just like whatever.
0: Whatever you, whatever else you want to put on the table, as long as those three are there.
1: Get some outside of outside of Mama Kelsey's dinner rolls. Get some Hawaiian rolls in there.
0: Well, that's. That's almost like a necessity with the hunting yeah.
1: camp. One hundred percent.
0: I guess our probably our biggest Thanksgiving staple that we absolutely hate growing up, I think we would both absolutely say turkey. I mean we talked about this last year. I'm out I on stuffing.
1: Tur- I'm it's, out on oh, I like casseroles stuffing. really. Um
0: Yeah. I'm not with you on any of this.
1: You know what I you know what I do like is uh yams, candy yams. Candy yams. Candy those yams. Are, those are fucking I mean you can I just, crack it.
0: Turkey. And we never had the cranberry sauce with the turkey. For some reason, we didn't do that when we did do it. It's a game changer. I mean, it, you basically just coat it in sugar. Shocker. It ends up being delicious.
1: I'm out on cranberry sauce.
0: The other big thing is that we always put it in the oven. I just, dude, I think I got a deep fry one this year. Have you ever deep fried one?
1: <laughs> Look at me. No.
0: Okay, I don't know what I've never at me. even
1: cooked. I've never cooked a turkey ever in my life.
0: I mean, I smoked one one year, it was really good too. So, a little spatchcock. The one, the first deep-fried turkey we ever had was over at the Woodworth's house when we went over there for Thanksgiving, and I just remember how incredibly juicy and delicious it was. Um so, I think I'm going to try and deep-fry it and not burn my house down, but it just everything tastes better deep-fried, right?
1: I mean, yeah. Can't go I, can't go wrong with that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got for you, man. I was nepped, Yeah, if it's, I mean, ham, mac and cheese, and rolls. That's all I got. I think pumpkin pie is pretty overrated. You're gonna get, yeah, you're gonna. I'm gonna get, get crushed for, for it, but I would, I would much not, rather have I'm I'm pie. I'm not big on
0: pie, anyways. I'm, I, a pie I, I'm with you there. Apple pie. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Great movie. Average dessert.
0: So average. Like, the most <laughs> overrated dessert in the history. Like, the only reason I like apple pie is because usually people put a scoop of ice cream with it. Ooh. Outside of that, I want nothing to do with the apple pie. It's usually just not. It doesn't do anything. Pecan pie, though. I'll get down with some pecan pie.
1: Are you, uh, You're you not an apple guy, though. Like, you don't like apple juice or eat apples.
0: I love ap- eating apples standard. A honey crisp. I like eating apples. I don't like... Apple juice, I don't like, you know, a- applesauce can be pretty good, too. That's one of the good things about having kids. You get reintroduced to applesauce. haven't had applesauce <laughs> in a minute. And all of I'm not fucking like, hey.
1: touching applesauce, dude.
0: Yeah, you'll, you'll find out. <laughs> of all the New Heights guests, apart from Ed, Donna, and Kylie, the, uh, the family staples, uh, who is a must to invite to Thanksgiving of all of our guests that we've had on the show?
1: Ooh, fucking everybody. I don't know. Yeah, literally, anybody on here is like, yeah, that's that's why we asked them to come on the shows, because yeah. we know we're going to have a good time talking to you. I
0: think outside of our teammates and coaches, because I feel like whenever you're on a team with somebody, you kind of become like family. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, I guess that's another way to bring Thanksgiving into football. It's very common in football to have Thanksgiving with your teammates and your family, especially in college when you're, you're, you're away working. from your family. Yeah. A lot of times you partner up with guys that are local and you do Thanksgiving at their house. So I don't know. For the last, I don't know how many years um,
1: like twenty,
0: since you've been in college, we've been yeah. doing Thanksgiving a lot of the time with, with the teammates. our teammates. So I think that's a unique thing that maybe not a lot of people know.
1: We had our Friendsgiving last week or we on Saturday. Nice. Good? Yeah, it was awesome. All
0: right. But if I'm going outside of teammates and coaches, um, I think, I mean, number one, I don't even know if this is debatable. Charles Barkley.
1: Chuck. I mean, come on now. You already know it's going to be the best Thanksgiving you've ever had. It's yeah, funniest,
0: he just he, the, there's the nothing that that guy there's no room that that guy cannot entertain.
1: Yeah. And he's, he will tell, just he, he'll tell you when the food is ass, he'll tell you when it's the best.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be openly honest with and a he's hint gonna of be humor. thankful.
1: He's going to be thankful.
0: Unless it's bad, then he's going to tell you. Um <laughs> I think uh, he's still gonna
1: be thankful though. I can see it. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Outside of Charles, I mean, I after that Julian Edelman episode, I don't know that. You know, dude, he was electric. I think that would be a great one.
1: Maverick for sure. Give me Rich Eisen, dude. I think that's a good. I one. missed. I missed Rich when he came on the show, so I. I would. I'm dying to be able to hang out with. The so big not guy. only
0: did we have Rich on the show at the combine when I was there, and that was my first time really meeting him in person.
1: Broadcast boot camp.
0: I also went to L.A. and did his show out in L.A. And I could have talked to that dude for 24 hours, probably. Like, it was <laughs> – he's just got that type of personality. And that's the type of thing you want at Thanksgiving. Who's going to control the table and drive the conversation so that we're not just sitting here munching on some food? What's going to make this an entertaining, uh, invigorating conversation? And I don't know that anybody on this list is going to do that more than Richard. So I think it's a good pick. That's a solid pick. A solid draft pick for the Thanksgiving of uh, guests from the new Heights shows. So um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good list, but as we said, we'll take any of them.
1: Yeah, we'll take everybody. Come on through and be thankful.
0: That was no dumb questions brought to you by of course, our friends at accelerator active energy drink. Before we keep going, we need to shout out our sponsor. That's right, Prize Picks. Shout out. Prize Picks is a skill based, real money, daily fantasy sports game, and it's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports.
1: And with basketball season now here, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues.
0: Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than
1: 60 seconds. Damn. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app.
0: And now for the portion of this ad, read labeled, personal experience to be read by talent outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey. Because we are active NFL players and uh, cannot participate. But you know who can?
1: That's right. You know who can.
0: Our cute-ass intern, Brandon! Hey!
1: Be ready. Come on Brandon, in here, I hope you're
0: ready to give some great advice to our 92 percenters. I'm going to step outside uh, in the freezing cold, so if you could make this a little bit quicker than going usual,
1: back, going fast, yeah. going quick. Adios, amigos. What's up, guys? I got the mic now. Um, had a great week at Prize Picks. Thank you all for coming out to the uh, Philly fan event. Uh, had a great time meeting a lot of you. Thank you for the new jewelry uh, this week. The, the Prize Picks advice is very simple. Uh, you need to go find the Browns. You need to find the quarterback they're playing against. And you need to go the other way on all of those stats. Um, it's a pretty a pretty consistent winner for me. But by all means, make your own picks. There's a lot of good options on the page. Uh, rushing touchdowns. You've got rushing, passing, touchdown combos. By now, you guys know the drill. So I'm going to get out of here. Let's see if my whistle gets Travis. Got him. Got him. Nailed him. It's pretty good there, bud. The whistle? I learned the whistle. I've learned the whistle. Nailed That's it. pretty All righty. Well, hopefully, uh Brandon did you guys right. Uh, not only this week, but last week. We don't really know if he's any good, but uh Prize Picks keeps Firstly, asking him to do it. Listening. So he must be doing <laughs> something. Um if you want to get into daily fantasy this season, go to prizepicks.com slash new heights and use the code. You guessed it, New Heights for a first deposit match up to $100.
0: That's pricepix.com slash New Heights. Code New Heights for daily fantasy sports made easy. State Farm. All right, let's shout out one of our sponsors, State Farm. State Farm helps you score an affordable price when you bundle home and auto insurance with the personal price
1: plan. The Personal Price Plan lets you call the plays, so you can choose the home and auto insurance coverage that fits your needs at a price you can afford. And bundling home
0: and auto? Oh, well, that's a pro move and just another way to save with the State Farm Personal Price Plan.
1: So talk to a State Farm agent today and learn how you can bundle and save with the Personal Price Plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts, and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, nah. Let's get to some bold topics now. Moving on to uh, wrap up our game from this past week, as well as what happened throughout the NFL in week 11. Eagles-Chiefs, Kelsey family reunion game ends. Eagles 21, Chiefs 17 on Monday night football. Man.
1: Man. It feels like just the defenses out here just have a, they have a clue this year, man.
0: Yeah, man. It's been... That's kind of been the story of the league, it feels like for this season,
1: yeah, no, it's it's everywhere, it's everywhere, right? It's not just us, the chiefs we've struggled in the second half in a few different games. I don't think we've put up very many points in the second half, and it's been a vocal point we we know this and we have been definitely focusing on trying to be better and trying to put up points, especially to help our defense out because our defense is playing fucking fantastic it's a it's a a weird season um seeing. I don't know. A lot of the big offenses in the league kind of get held to under 20 points or under, yeah, three scores.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the defense has been light, lights out and it wasn't any different this past week. I mean, we knew coming in that Spags, uh, was doing some outstanding things as a defensive coordinator. That team plays together, uh, your team on defense plays together as a unit just about as good as anybody. I mean, it's impressive watching it, uh, when you're not playing in, it's impressive being out there. Uh, and it also wasn't made easier being at Arrowhead. I mean,
1: dude, that you game know was as well as anybody. S-
0: dude, Spags is going to mix up looks. He's going to give you everything he can to throw you off either stem in the front, spiking guys, blitzing overload from the boundary, blitzing overload from the field, blitzing single backers, zero blitz, uh, different formations. He's going to try and mix it up as much as possible. And when you're on the road and it's as loud as it is at Arrowhead. Phew, you forget how hard it is to communicate all that stuff.
1: Communicate, yeah.
0: On silent cadence, guards are looking back. You're trying to make sure everybody's on the same page. And I'm not going to lie, that threw us off big time in the first half. I mean, majorly. And we, I, and that starts with me. You know, it's me and Jalen that control the communication of it. It's my job to make sure that everything is as clear as possible for all the guys I'm playing next to. Yeah. And we, we didn't do a good job of that in the first half at all. Um, yeah. We did a much better job communicating in the second half. That was the main emphasis going into halftime. Was dude, we got to we got to get this cleaned up.
1: Well, you guys did. You guys uh, got it cleaned up. And for us, I mean, I kind of talked about the second half points and not being able to help our defense out. It's just obviously my turnover turnovers are killing us. Penalties are absolutely killing us. I had one of both. I had a holding penalty and a and a and a drop and a fumble it was uh it's just not, i'm not playing my best football right now man and it's it's pissing me off every fucking time i go out there but as a unit we're still together and that's all that fucking matters the, the, the nobody's pointing fingers nobody's you know guys are getting fired up because guys want to they want to be successful i'm one of them um but it's still, we're still a tight knit group, you know what I mean? And um, and as long as you got that, you got a fighting chance, man. And uh, we're seven and three, um, still one of the, you know, I feel, I feel like we still control our destiny with the teams that we play in terms of getting the one seed. Um, and we're just gonna keep coming to work every day, man. And uh, to Chiefs Kingdom, sorry that uh, we didn't show our best, uh, our best football out there in the second half uh, specifically. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, you got a lot of guys in, in that locker room that, that give a damn, and uh, we'll get it fixed.
0: Outside of the Denver game, which is probably your guys' worst performance to date, I mean, the other two losses, including our loss, you guys have the ability to look at that game and say, like, listen, we are a big reason that we lost the game. You know what I mean? Like, that's the reality of it. Turnovers in the red zone, uh, drop passes, there were plenty of opportunities for both teams to win the game throughout the game. And it was sloppy on both of both sides. Both offenses, I think, did not operate. We certainly didn't operate at that level that we wanted to. You guys dang sure didn't. The ball didn't fall your way at the end of the game. Uh but hey, seven and three, knowing Andy Reid, quarterback you guys have, uh, the way the defense is playing, it's only a matter of time before you guys are clicking on all cylinders like you have been in the past.
1: Yeah, we gotta get this thing clicking.
0: You know, as long as there are things that are within our control that we could have done to win the game. We can get that fixed.
1: Yeah. And you just gotta have um, the right mentality coming into work, man. That's all no doubt. And I I could definitely be better as a as a teammate, uh, on the sidelines, trying to be a leader and things like that. Um, and also, you know, being accountable when my numbers called. Yeah. Just gotta be better, man. It's a frustrating frustrating game, but we did uh we did run the ball well in the first half. but really the majority of the majority of the game, uh, our running backs were getting downhill. Our O line was playing great, um, and uh, that's a that's a hell of a defense to be able to run the ball on. I mean, you guys are the first defense that's done it, or the first offense that's done it. And it's things like that you could take away from the game and know, like, all right, this is what we're capable of doing, and uh, and you know, have some pride for have have some pride with that, and uh, keep that keep that train rolling, all while getting all the other things fixed and uh, corrected, man.
0: Well. Let's start with the pregame. Um, we had the pregame
1: fits we got to talk about. Not right now. Eagles tweeted um, a video of uh, Jason here getting on the plane to KC, and it looks like one of the rookies got you right. What, uh, what's, your, what's your Popeye's order? So my Popeye's order,
0: if I'm just standard going to Popeye's, is a three-piece, dark meat only, red beans and rice. That's like my go-to.
1: You go red beans and
0: rice? I love red beans and rice from Popeye's. It's so good. On the plane? So on the plane, I don't do... It's too much, like, with the chicken grease. So on the plane, I do do chicken tenders. But I still prefer, like, the the whole fried, like, dark meat-only chicken from Popeye's. I think it tastes better. It's just too messy.
1: You go spicy or regular?
0: I'll go either. I mean, I don't usually even specify, to be honest with you. I do like spicy, but I'll eat regular. All right now. But this one was a little bit so the Eagles have been starting to put Popeyes on the plane, but we still have our rookie uh Tyler Steen. Shout out to Tyler Steen getting the Popeyes for all the guys for the away games.
1: Being a good rook, man. That's a good rook right there. It's a good rook. It's good teammates, man. That's right. That's right. Good teammates. You got guys going above and beyond. So we had plenty of Popeyes. We had a lot of Popeyes on that plane. All right <laughs> so. now. The uh I believe we go we go Chick fil A. So
0: Sunday was the travel day. Sunday. So we couldn't do Chick-fil-A. They still are being archaic. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? Open open your goddamn doors.
1: Well, outside of your Popeyes, your fit was amazing. You wore your Letterman's you. jacket, your Cleveland yeah. Heights Letterman's jacket, um, and flip-flops, thong sandals.
0: Yeah, I, I wear flip-flops all the time. I don't even know why this is newsworthy. It's my go-to. Get right,
1: right between them toes.
0: Yeah. I don't like... Bending down to put socks on. I don't know what you want me to tell you.
1: (laughs) Bending down to put socks on.
0: It's easier to just slide them puppies on and head out the door. I am outside for a maximum, like with those sandals of, I don't know, 10 seconds. So like people are like, how could you survive out there in the cold? Lady, I was at a hotel. I walked into a bus. Like, do you think I'm like treaching through the city of Kansas City in flip flops? No, if I was doing that, I wouldn't wear flip flops. (laughs)
1: i just think it's ridiculous so you didn't even pack a pair of shoes
0: no i'm not paying i I, I pack light i get toiletry bag
1: we talked about this some
0: shirt shorts to sleep in
1: this shit's hilarious man dude's got a letterman's jacket sandals and a louis bag this is good shit i'm just surprised
0: that letterman jacket still fit i mean it's a good fit
1: yeah no i um it's a sweet jacket dude it's nice and broken in the height the h on there is fucking classic Ah, I wish I would have got one of those. One
0: those. You opted for the class ring.
1: Class ring.
0: Had to choose in the Kelsey yep. household.
1: Yeah, you don't get everything, and but you get some bling. <laughs> I did. Shocker. Still got it too, baby. Do you still got it? Yeah, for oh, sure. I'd love to see that. Ooh. What cut ca- is it? Gold? No, it oh. is not gold. It's silver. It's a silver Silver Heights class ring.
0: That is one that I like gold so much more than silver or platinum or whatever. Like,
1: yeah. Super Bowl
0: rings. We need to go back to gold Super Bowl rings. At least it's just better.
1: We're, I think we were we had gold ones.
0: You guys did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm jealous.
1: Allison Ricard on Instagram commented on the photo of Jason wearing the uh, jacket, and um, she said, "How on earth did Jason know where his high school Letterman jacket was and not his Super Bowl ring?" Well,
0: well, um, I wear my Super Bowl ring places, and when I wear it places, I just kind of throw it in a glove compartment or. Or,
1: sock. yeah sock. That he doesn't wear
0: yep he doesn't um, but wear my, socks
1: but my jacket is
0: hung up that i and i haven't worn it in a while so i knew exactly where that sucker was uh and it's probably lost right now because i probably just do it on the floor so it's somewhere around there Yep.
1: classic
0: trav you went with the dallas texans varsity jacket
1: yeah it was letterman jacket day man yeah my guy hc the great harry clark uh it had a had a themed uh, game, knowing that it was a, a family reunion game. So everybody uh, everybody that showed up to the suite had a uh, Letterman's jacket on, man. It was dope. I got a picture somewhere. We ended up taking pictures somewhere.
0: I don't know how many Heights guys, and I was the only guy in the Heights. I thought when Harry told me that everybody's wearing Letterman's jackets, it was going to be like all Heights Letterman's jackets. And there wasn't one Heights Letterman jacket.
1: You're the only one that has it. That's why. Oh, my gosh. Nobody else got a Letterman jacket. <laughs> It's classic, dude. I wish I would have got one. Now, fuck. But this uh <laughs> this uh Dallas Texans if for those of you that good are one. wondering why I have the state of Texas on on my shirt on my jacket. A um, history lesson here. Yeah, the Chiefs used to be in Dallas. And uh Lamar Hunt, the father of our current owner Clark Hunt, is uh yep. is known for bringing football to Dallas. He tried to create uh an NFL team in Dallas and the NFL said, nah, we don't think football is going to work down there in Dallas. And he was like, nah, I think it's going to work right here. <laughs> <laughs> so he created the Dallas Texans. And, um, once they found out that, uh, what he created, not only that, uh, that team, but he created the AFL, which was, I believe probably rivaled the NFL a little bit to the point where the NFL and AFL merged. And that's where you get the AFC and NFC conferences. Um, but when the NFL came in and merged, they also said, yeah, we're going to we're going to put a football team in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so Lamar took his uh, talents to the Midwest and created the Kansas City Chiefs. little history there for you.
0: Nice little throwback, though.
1: Yeah, but classic jacket. I think I got that from Barry Rubes, man. Be Rubes. How's he? Have you talked to him at all? I think my guy, Rubes, Rubes is my guy, man. We're, uh, we're both collectors, vintage collectors, man. And uh, yeah, I've seen Rubes pop his head into the uh, facility once or twice. Um, Got to sign a jersey for him, man. One of my favorite dudes ever, man. Told him how much I loved him and appreciated him. Gosh. People don't realize how much, like, you really, like, create a family once you're, you're in a building long enough, man.
0: You know, there's, there's a lot of different reasons why people in a building bring value to an organization, and obviously everybody's hired to do a job, uh, but I think when you truly have good employees or good coaches or staff members, they're people that like get the most out of other people. They're people that bring people together. Barry, by far, not the—I mean, you know—I just you never, nobody ever didn't enjoy talking to Barry Rubin.
1: Yeah, Barry Rubes.
0: And I think that he had a way of connecting with guys and making people excited and happy when they were in the weight room um, on top of being a great strength coach. And um, we sure as heck missed him the moment he left Philadelphia. And I know that, you know, he was a big reason for all the success and the environment that you guys have been able to build over there at KC. So, um, yeah, man, love me some Barry Roops. Congratulations on retirement.
1: Everybody loves a little Barry Roops. <laughs> I think he was the one that uh gave that to me. And if he isn't, Very cool. Um it's been fun reminiscing about Barry Rubes on here.
0: <laughs> no doubt.
1: <laughs> so he's he's gifted me a few different uh vintage items and collector's items. Uh so if yeah. I got it mixed up, I got it mixed up. But he's the man, regardless.
0: Yeah, regardless. All right now. We need to shout out one of our sponsors that you probably see us drinking all the time during the show, and that's our favorite accelerator act energy drink
1: if you've been looking for something with zero sugar that gives you sustained energy gets the metabolism going and gives you the enhanced focus you need to record a podcast Woo-hoo, you gotta check out accelerator active energy jason what flavor are you over there smacking on rocking a little peach paradise i got a little cherry limeade and some rocket pop cracking over here Oh, little peach paradise a little afternoon uh 250 milligrams of caffeine natural caffeine no added Sugars.
0: Accelerator Active Energy is available at hy Quick Trip, and uh, for you active military listeners, you can find it at the Army, Air Force, Navy, or Marine Corps Exchange. And of course, like everything else these days, it's always available on Amazon. The holidays are here! Yes, they are. Yep. And our sponsor, True Classic, is ready for it. It's time to break out my favorite jeans, t-shirts, and sweaters
1: from True Classic. Damn, I didn't even know you had favorite clothing items. Speaking of the holidays, 92 percenters, the True Classics Ultra Comfortable, Perfect Fitting Essentials uh, make for the perfect gift for the guys on your shopping list this year.
0: And right now, for a limited time, this November, they're giving our listeners a special Black Friday deal all month long, baby. Up to 60% off site-wide at trueclassic.com slash
1: new heights. True Classic, completely re-engineered. How t-shirts fit. They're tighter around the arms, chest, and shoulders, but have a looser fit in the torso.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a great shirt. I hope they patented that. Plus, when it comes (laughs) to sweatshirts, their hoodies and crews will become your go-to for casual Fridays, game days, and trips to the gym.
1: So if you're ready to upgrade your closet, shop now with our exclusive link at trueclassic.com slash newheights and save up to 60% off site-wide during their November holiday sale.
0: End the year with holiday cheer thanks to True Classic.
1: So let's, uh, let's get back to some of this, uh, some of this game uh, now that we talked about those pregame fits. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, man. It is fun watching DeAndre Swift run the football, even if it's going against you, man. That guy can play some – he can play some ball. Dude. He was out there hitting spin moves and flying around, man.
0: We've been a little quiet on the ground the last f- few weeks, and uh, I think Swift was due for a, for a big game, and – um, I mean, he had a couple cuts out in the open field. The one jet sweeper, he like took it and then he bounced it back inside. I'm like, dude, how does this? How did he see that?
1: It's crazy, man. It was fun watching him. It was also fun watching Kadarius Tony. Hey, hey, he was he was he was a few of those punt returns. I thought he was, was close. He was like one or two tackles or one one or two broken tackles away from taking one to the crib or two to the crib. Yeah, getting that guy the ball, man. We just I feel like he's he's such a weapon and he's so he's so confident with the ball in his hands and he sees the field so well man um i just feel like we can never give, get him the ball enough you know yeah sure he was uh he was absolutely killing it in terms of field position for uh, special teams yeah i don't know man what uh what all happened that game i forget
0: yeah I mean, well i guess you know we we both started off with you know three and out drives defenses coming up big uh then you guys jump up to a 7 point lead we tied it up uh, shortly thereafter, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a back and forth game all day.
1: Yeah, well, the drive to tie it up, you uh, you're doing something on this clip right here. It looks like you're yelling at somebody, or at least communicating, <laughs> trying to communicate as the as the stadium's going nuts. What uh, what happened here?
0: So this was just a play that had a kill on, and uh, for the front for the defense that was being presented, it was a hey, let's get to the other play but I had a good feeling that the backers are bluffing and that they were going to pop out and that we should keep the other one on. It's a better play if they are bluffing. So that's one right there where I think Jalen trusts me to be able to tell him, you know, Hey, I think, I don't think this is, this is happening right here. We can get in. I think we should leave this one on and that's more in run plays like this. You know, I don't get involved with anything outside of that. Uh, But I think uh, there's one thing that they, they, you know, Jay and I have a good relationship with is trying to figure out what's the best run to get into. Um, But I will say it worked out in this clip. It doesn't work out later. We had a third down where I wanted to get to another draw and I was trying to communicate that. This was not the environment to do this in. You know what I mean? When you're in a loud environment, Hey, let's just run the play. Both of those plays are going to be fine as long as everybody's on the same page. So this one worked out later in the drive. We got a third down stop. Uh, Because I tried to do it again and it was not the right thing to do. I should have just shut the heck up and done my job. And and it ended up costing us a a pretty big play. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's more important that we're all on the same page. I think with how loud it was, it just wasn't viable to have a back and forth at the line of scrimmage the way you can when you're at home or a quieter stadium. You're not going to be able to do that. So I think that was largely, you know, a lot of the issues we had, especially in the first half. You know, I did a much better job of realizing in the second half, being like, all right, I'm done doing any of this crap. I'm just going to communicate to guys, talk to guys in the huddle, overstate communication, let guys know exactly what's happening. You know, we're done doing any tricky things. Let's just go out there and play.
1: Yeah. I scored. I did score.
0: I'm not going to lie. I forgot about that, too. Well done.
1: (sighs) Thanks. That's about the only good thing I fucking did all night.
0: Tied seven to seven and uh second quarter comes around and who shows up for the chiefs, but the big Yeti
1: <laughs> Who shows up. Yeah.
0: Getting in the end zone.
1: Got some help from uh MVS Marquez. Uh, oh yeah. Ran a little Valdez. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ran a little uh, stick route. Everybody calls it interference or whatever you want to pick play or whatnot. And um, yeah, it was a walk-in. I mean, he's the best at doing, uh, running that play and getting guys open. Uh, so thanks, MVS, for letting me actually do something positive in the game. Team game,
0: team game, team game. Yeah, yeah. Pat said in his post game interview, you were once again double and triple teamed a lot this game. Um, I mean, is this pretty much the norm?
1: You can say double teamed and triple teamed uh, teams are teams are playing that when they do go man coverage, there's sometimes where it's like a bracket coverage, like two guys. I can see two guys focusing on my route. Like you know what I mean?
0: One's got your Outside and one has your inside. Typically, like when, yeah. I think when you're thinking of a double team, that's what you're thinking of.
1: Yeah, right. that's that's a pure double team. There's also times where they're just running manhole and the inside yeah. hole defender is just And because you're an inside crosses. player,
0: you end up kind of getting doubled. Exactly. I get what you're saying. It's more uh, the structure of where you're at in the field that it turns into a double rather than a designed double.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes in zone coverages, you'll see – just guys very aware of where I'm at. So it'll look like I'm getting triple teamed, but in reality, guys are just kind of like closing the space so that I can't just maneuver around. So
0: It's like us when we're playing against good D
1: linemen. It's not necessarily three guys. It's like it's like you walk up to the line, you got a guy inside, outside, and a guy right over top of you, and everybody's just staring at you. It's kind of just like, I don't know, teams are doing a good job of IDing where I'm at.
0: That's what it is. It's attention. I yeah. think that you know, and that's not new, you know, teams have been applying attention to Travis Kelsey for a long time. You know, for us, when we're playing a great D lineman, even when you're not sliding to the guy, you still are aware that your body presence can be a factor, right? A tackle kicking can help a guard setting a three technique by not getting with. Now, if that defensive end is a great player, sometimes the tackles like, Hey, I got to get some width because I got to block this guy over here. But I think all of these things, you just are more aware where somebody's at. And I imagine it's probably the same thing as you're talking about with the zone coverage or with the whole guy, you know, they, they know where 87, they know where the big Yeti's at. Um, Do you think it's happening more this year than it has in years past though? Um, Is that fair? Or do you want to say that if you don't want to, I
1: mean, teams have been doing this for a few years. It is, it, it is what it is. I would say I like every that time you play New it's England, it's a little bit like more this. magnified this year, maybe. Um, yeah, for other reasons, but for the most part, it was. I mean, it was man to man with uh, Byard and Kevin was doing a great job, man. He was doing a great job. He's a hell of a player. Speaking of Byard, got his first
0: pick as a as a Philadelphia Eagle. a Huge interception down in the red zone. That was a big one for us, obviously. Um, but we didn't capitalize on it. I mean, it kept points off the board, which is great. But we. Went right back, and uh, I think we gave the ball right back with an interception. So, kind of the day it was for both offenses a little bit. Chris Jones, I think I think that's a first sack. I well, was it was a designed run, so it wasn't. I don't know if that's technically a sack. I don't know how that gets counted.
1: Yeah, if you get yeah, if you tackle the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage, I think it counts as a sack.
0: Well, screw me then. Yeah, <laughs> run a draw play. Chris got me. Uh, beat me across my face. I tried to pin him and force the ball. Bad strategy should have just took the big man where he was going. And that would have worked out a lot better for me. But um, yeah, Chris got me on that one. Yeah. Jalen was sacked five times in the first half and a lot of them. I mean, the second, the two minute drill that we had towards the end of the first half, a lot of that's just communication. And that's why it's frustrating. It's like, dude, it's just a nickel edge. You know, we got to know that we're going out to it or we got to communicate and make sure everybody's on the same page again. I'm going to keep harboring on it because it was, a, it was a major deal for us. And um, you know, I'm happy that we responded to it. But we got to be much better uh, when we're in these types of environments. I don't know that anything's going to be quite like that. But
1: Before the first half was over with, uh, we got to show this clip of um, the rookie Jalen Carter, man. Trying to get a pick on a spike. I've never seen this. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty, <laughs> he,
0: he almost got it.
1: It's pretty good thinking.
0: He tried this in practice one time.
1: How'd you feel about it?
0: I mean, dude, I don't know what I would do if somebody did it in in a game. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I don't know how I would respond. Like, I wonder what's going through Creed's head. Like, what the fuck is going on right now?
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to ask him. Yeah. You're back to you. That's, um, I mean. I mean, that's some good shit. It's creative. It wasn't close, but it was.
0: No, I mean, it it definitely wasn't, but (laughs) I I mean, it was close. It wasn't close to being caught. It was close to being tipped. Isn't there like a clip of somebody clocking it and hitting somebody's shoe, and like bouncing up, and somebody getting a turnover off of that? No way. I'm pretty sure that's a, there's a clip of that somewhere, but that's that's what this reminded me of.
1: That'd be fucking, dude. You want to talk about? Because you're only clocking it to save time because you're trying to score. You're trying to like come back. So to turn the ball over on a it like that, be bad. Yeah,
0: Jalen was asked about this play after the game and said uh, he got the idea from the internet. Apparently, he saw a high school kid do it on YouTube. Ooh, uh, no clip good. of that. So <laughs> I don't know where he got that video, but yeah, Eagles allowed 121 rushing yards in the first half, which I think is pr- you know particularly notable. I don't think we we were averaging, I'm pretty sure, less than 60 yards on the ground as a defense. We were the number one rushing
1: defense in the NFL up until this game. Yeah, that was a that was a challenge.
0: KC offensive line and Isaiah Pacheco uh, answered the bell. I mean, they, dude, I, I love watching him run. I'm not gonna lie, isn't I it, hated watching it? it this past Monday, but I mean, he just runs with such aggression and like assertiveness. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's a fun fun to watch him play. Really fun to watch him play. And Pop
1: is a, he's a fucking just an awesome guy, man. Energy all the time. He runs like that in practice. When we're not, when we're not actually the offense is on the field, he's on the sidelines dancing, having a good time, just that energy, just a, just a big, just a giant ball of energy. The guy just fucking brings it, man. That was a challenge. That was a challenge presented by the coaches to to the offense to be able to get this run game going against, like you said, the best run defense in the league, and um, that was kind of our note at halftime too, is to keep that going, keep that thing going, and because uh, it it was keeping you guys off the field for the biggest part,
0: dude. I- I didn't realize how few possessions we had in the first half. I was went back watching the tape on the plane with uh, Cam Juergens, and I'm like, dude, that first half ended so fast. We had the one drive and then a bunch of three and outs pretty much. Like it was, I don't know, maybe we got the ball four times. It was not – you guys did a great job of controlling the clock in the first half, no question about it.
1: Well, that was our thought going into the second half. You guys kind of bowed up on the uh, on on the running um... – on the run game, at least for uh, your defense. And um, got the run game going yourself with uh, DeAndre Swift.
0: We did. We did. And um, the other thing that I think, you know, you, you shouted out, Tony, on the punt returns a little bit. I got to shout. I mean, Britton Covey has been one of the most underrated parts of our –
1: dude. He's flying around, man.
0: He makes good decisions back there. And he gets positive yards. And that's that,
1: all you need. That's all you need back there. <laughs> a big is positive man.
0: Yeah. Just just don't
1: stealing make something five negative to head. ten yards. Big. Yeah, I know, right? It's if huge. you can steal five to ten yards, that shit's huge.
0: And he had, he had a big one that uh, in the third quarter, the set up uh, our I think second scoring drive um, yeah. or a second touchdown. Where he had a twenty seven yard punt return. Uh, but he's been great all year. He's been honestly, you know, it's it's been a he's made a lot of plays and set us up in a lot of good situations as an offense. And it's been, uh, it just, it makes it so much easier and you enter the field with a little bit more, just like confidence when somebody does something like that, you know what I mean? The momentum feels a little bit better and we were struggling on offense and Britain getting that punt return really gave us some confidence to go out there and get a touchdown. So shout out to Britain.
1: Yeah. And then fourth quarter came around, uh, gave you gave you that uh, that a uh, late birthday present and um <laughs> shot to Roby man I played him a lot man I, he uh he got me on that one man I thought I had that ball fucking high and tight and I did not I did not I did not
0: I don't know it didn't look like you had it I'm not just saying this cuz I Roby I mean he he got a really clean shot at it
1: 1000%
0: Like I don't know that it wasn't that held I think he just really I don't know. I'm not. I don't, I don't know shit about ball security. I'm not gonna lie.
1: It looked like you had a good hold on it. I had a great hold on it. I was wrapping <laughs> yeah. it with my other arm, and he just fucking. Yeah. He hit it out. And of he me.
0: just hit it clean. It was just like a perfect punch.
1: I was thinking so. more. I don't know. Get down, and he just he caught me slipping, man, and I fucked over our team.
0: This is something that I guess we actually focus on this, and I'd be curious to know if you guys focus on this too. Do you guys, when you're going down. Nick talks about this all the time. It's like the highest chance of a fumble is either going down or getting up off the ground.
1: Definitely, definitely practice that. And it's definitely something we had to talk about, yeah, 100%. You have to. I mean, if, when you see and you look at fumbles throughout the league like the like I just had.
0: It happens so frequently. I don't know. Until Nick really started pointing that out, I guess I had never really noticed it. But that's something that he's always harping on. And yeah. um,
1: Which is the yeah. worst when when you, you harp on it and you talk about it all the time and then you go out there and do it.
0: But I mean, you had the class hand. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I got you. I know you're. But yeah, I hear you. I mean, you know, we got the ball back after that. Do we? We had another turnover after that fumble, right?
1: I don't think it was a turnover. We you got didn't, the ball. You didn't score on that.
0: We did not score. You guys got the ball back, and I think you did. You guys score after that? No. No.
1: No. We didn't Sorry. score at, at all after that. We didn't score in the That's second right. half, Jason.
0: God damn, you guys had all 17 points in the first half. I'm an idiot. All right, cool.
1: We haven't scored in the second half in I think four or five games. Well, should probably fix that.
0: What and do you think? It starts with my dumb ass holding on
1: to the fucking ball, huh?
0: What do you think are the reasons for the second half struggles?
1: Turnovers, fucking penalties. Fuck, I mean, it's the same shit. It's the same shit. Turnovers and penalties. It kills you.
0: I'll let you know. I think us on the sideline. The moment Pat gets the ball back, we're thinking, you know, the worst. This guy's been the best second-half quarterback over the last, what, seven or six, seven years, right? I mean, he's like Mr. Two-Minute comeback from behind QB. And it's like, I don't know. It's it's very interesting that you guys are struggling and something that you've probably been the best in the league at over the last.
1: I mean, it's not just one guy here or there. I mean, you, everybody can harp on MVS and, and the deep ball that he was tracking. You can harp on that. You can harp on my fumble. You can harp on you know penalties here and there. It, it's focus and and coming together and playing as a team. Man, everybody's everybody's kind of getting a getting a piece of uh, not being accountable right now. And we just gotta we just gotta keep growing. You know, I think that's it. It sucks when you lose, and it feels like the fucking season's over with when you lose, especially you know when you lose in the fashion that we have this year. Um, but we know we got a great fucking team, man. And, uh, and sometimes you, you need to go through these growing pains. I mean, I've been a part of teams where we've been a part of some ugly losses and that that's changed our perspective and uh, changed our demeanor and how we approach the days and, um and how we handle situations in the future. And that's, that's how you learn in life, man. That's a life lesson right there. Being able to, um I don't know, correct the things that need to be corrected and, uh and that's just that's where we're at right now, and i I said it I said it a million times already since we've been on this fucking broadcast uh or whatever this is is this a broadcast um we got a lot of guys that fuck that 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 care about the outcome, so we'll be uh we'll be back in the building tomorrow figuring it out.
0: No doubt about that well, yeah, that's pretty much it you know I think um obviously the last thing that really happened was the big throw from uh from Jalen to Devontae um, which was really our biggest play through the air all night. Uh,
1: yeah. I knew it was something that there was too good to be true that Jalen hadn't th- thrown a touchdown or got the weapons in the past game going. Yeah. And sure enough at the right time, you guys uh, were able to put one together.
0: Yeah, man. I'm not going to lie.
1: First time beating you
0: guys. I, I was hoping it was going to feel better, but knowing how poorly we pr- played offensively, um, yeah, it, it felt it felt bittersweet, really did. It was like, man, I don't know, you know, we didn't go out there and really take care of business the way we wanted to. I'm, I know you guys don't feel that you, you did it. I don't know.
1: Felt weird it's, after the game, for I'm being it's honest. The NFL, it's the NFL this season, man. It's been weird like that all fucking year for a lot of teams Yeah, and a lot of games, but. That's why it's any given Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, no keep doubt this thing fucking moving, man, because it doesn't sound like either one of us really want to talk about that shit anymore. Yeah, um, let's get this. Let's pick
0: it up. <laughs> LeBron's stat of the game. Jalen Hurts registered his 10th game with multiple rushing scores, tying Cam Newton for the most career games with two or more rushing touchdowns scored by a quarterback.
1: That's a LeBron stat right there.
0: That is a LeBron stat. That's, that's very much a LeBron Well, the the last bit that we're going to talk about with this game before we move on to player insights around the NFL is per Adam Schefter, ESPN's presentation of the Super Bowl 57 rematch, which I refuse to call it that, between the Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs, was the most watched Monday night football game in 27 years, oh, drawing nice. more than 29 million viewers. Awesome. Got a are
1: audience- playing your worst in front of everybody. <laughs> It's the best. It's another Buns Buns record. Travis Kelsey, ladies and gentlemen. Just add it to the fucking Buns list. The, the, stop.
0: The audience of 29 million viewers, uh, 21,000, um, is the television franchise's best since the Green Bay at Dallas game in 1996 uh, when 31.5 million watched. Uh, The new mark spans more than 450 games in the entire ESPN era of Monday Night Football. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's pretty dope.
1: Not right now. It's cool. It's real cool. Shout out to ESPN. (laughs) Thanks for bringing that to my attention, Adam.
0: It's time to shout out one of our sponsors. That's right, one of our awesome sponsors we've talked to you guys about before, and that's the new Experian Smart Money Debit Card and digital checking account.
1: Thanksgiving is coming up, 92%ers, and you know what that means. Family, food, and football. (laughs) Which everybody knows are our favorite things. And everybody knows that right after Thanksgiving, we're all thinking about one thing. Leftovers? Maybe.
0: Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, Raiders?
1: Holiday shopping, Jason.
0: Ah, yes, yes. Come
1: on now. It's Black Friday.
0: That works too. You can use your experienced Smart Money debit card uh, to take full advantage of Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping deals
1: this holiday season. You know what you're getting, Kylie, or the girls yet?
0: I actually already have Kylie's gift, and I think she's seen it 15 times because she helps me organize my entire closet, so I don't know where to hide it, it. but it's good. It's really good. Hide it wherever you hid your ring. The Outside of the box gives away what the theme of the present is, but she doesn't know exactly fully how cool the item is inside of it, so I'm pretty excited.
1: Oh, nice. All right. Okay. See you.
0: And the girls are easy. I'll just you get Dino Rancher or Bluey, and it's you know, they'll bit... <laughs> Oh, yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for all the 92%ers out there who haven't already signed up, you can get started with your Experience Smart Money account in minutes.
0: And once you fund your account, you can use your virtual debit card right away.
1: To get your Experian Smart Money Debit Card and Digital Checking Account, go to Experian.com slash Kelsey.
0: Experian is not a bank. Experian boost results will vary. See terms at Experian.com slash legal. If you know one thing about this show is that on occasion, there's a giant dog walking behind me. He's hairy. He's handsome. And of course, he's hungry. And when he's hungry, there's only one thing that I feed him, and that's
1: the farmer's dog. Uh, Right now, the farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food and is developed by the vets, uh, nutritionally balanced and made from real healthy ingredients to even human food safety standards.
0: And my wife prefers that they eat this over the gophers in the backyard. It's the best option for dogs at all stages of life because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's just real healthy food.
1: They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. So get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash newheights. Plus, you get free shipping.
0: Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash newheights to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash newheights. All right, here we go. Let's put the joy up, a little, little happiness. So here we go. All right, uh, player insights on NFL storylines. Trav, what do we? What happened around week eleven? What do we got?
1: First thing I really recognized, I was watching the, the Browns game. Browns took down the Steelers, thirteen to ten, without uh with their new uh, rookie quarterback. How about that, Dorian Thompson Robinson? And this is their DTR third. Actually I actually quarter, saw, I I actually point, right? saw a DTR play in college, uh, in at UCLA. UCLA was playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati went in there and got that dub back when Fickle was the coach. And, um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome time. I remember watching that game and having a fucking blast doing it. Nice. You could tell back then, DTR was a problem. More importantly, in the third quarter, uh, on a fourth and one play, the Steelers ran a QB sneak with uh, Kenny Pickett. Lost his helmet. That's never good. No, it's not, especially when you're playing Miles Garrett, because <laughs> Miles Garrett will, uh, hes known for using helmets, other other guys' helmets as uh, weapons.
0: This clip is great. I don't know who the offensive lineman is for.
1: Yeah, the Steelers. he immediately was like, yeah. "No, no, no." He's like,
0: "No, no, no, no." You got to give that back.
1: Not about to beat this quarterback's ass. <laughs> Ironically, it was against the Steelers. Uh, and funny. those of you that remember uh, what, what Miles Garrett did.
0: I don't. Who knows what actually happened down there on that field? But the optics were vicious. We do know that.
1: Fucking electric.
0: Trav, you got a little former teammate action coming around at you. Alex Smith was talking about you. Hey, I don't Smitty, know if your ears perked up. But uh, it's my your guy, right there. Former quarterback Alex Smith had some very nice things to say about Travis Kelsey on Sirius XF, XM NFL Radio. Um, he doesn't think you could have gone to a better place than with Andy Reid. And also called you the greatest receiving tight end of all time.
1: All right, now appreciate. He's played some good ones too.
0: He also brought up something uh, you've talked about before. Something Pat has said in interviews. Uh, you like to get creative. You're uh, kind of got to be on your toes playing quarterback with you. Um, Nick Foles has also said something very similar to me when he came to Philadelphia after he was with you for a stint in KC. Uh, he praised your creativity, your improvisational skills. On the field describing you as someone who never runs the line on the paper, but is always open. Look at some of these routes. I'm sure any fan has seen them. Some of them look horrible. There were times, I guess that's a compliment. There were times when he was supposed to break out and he doesn't, but he's open and he made the right decision. <laughs> I think these are compliments.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no, they are 100%. I, I, if, you, if you know how I am in the building, these are all comments. I don't know. I think it's more convenient when you do something to get open than to maybe run a line that's on the paper that'll, I don't know, that'll get recognized. You know what I mean? Um, And that's kind of just – and don't get me wrong. I'm not always running my own route. Maybe uh, even this past game I should do what I should be doing, and that's just running Andy Reid's offense Um, instead of trying to – because I can get into a mode where I try and do too much – uh, thinking that I got to be fucking Superman and help Pat out back there. Um, when, in reality, Andy Reid's offense is one of the best offenses ever known to man. And um, it works pretty goddamn good. Those uh, those lines on the paper work pretty damn good.
0: They're they're um, on the paper for a reason. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> I
1: don't know. Maybe I need to get back to doing some of that and get back to just just being a, a Coach Reid uh, product, man, instead of trying to do my own thing out there all the time.
0: I think there's always this is the constant battle that guys that do this are always fighting of like, you know, it's defensive players, just like offensive players see patterns and they recognize things and they get used to seeing those things. And sometimes when you're running concepts that you've done a bunch out of certain formations and like, you know, when you run here, that safety knows to pass it off and he knows something's coming right back where that just was. And I think, um, you know, I, I like using J.J. Watt as an example, because J.J. when he was in Houston, he was unpredictable. Backdoor. door, back backdoor you. He would shoot the gap. Um, he would go right down the middle of you. And as an offensive lineman, especially if you're singled up, like that's a very uneasy feeling. I don't know what to do with this guy right now. Like, you know, I, you, and you can't. It's almost like you can't be right. Yeah. And now you have to be good. Every player needs to start off doing the line on the paper. No question about
1: it. That's where it starts from.
0: Once you get to the level, though, where you understand the coverages, you understand the concepts, you understand what is trying to be accomplished and what your job really is on the play, that helps you to do what Alex is talking about right here, where you can then, hey, I know that this might not be on the paper, but I know that it's not going to affect the concept, and I know that it's going to make me open in an opportunity for the quarterback to get the ball to somebody who is open yeah and i think that it's the same thing i mean we do i mean that's what the next step i think of being a football player is you know everybody can't be out there doing their own thing but when you're doing it in ways that are tactful and thoughtful um and you're good at it uh i don't think any coach wants to take that away from a guy who's really good at it
1: personally i hear you
0: I've heard this from multiple people that this is one of your biggest strengths and it has been throughout your career. So I think, um, I yeah, don't think you should stop doing it.
1: When Maybe. I'm doing it too much, that's when it starts that's to hurt fair. the exactly. situation. Yes. So, yes. Always trying to be creative, but at the same time, just do my fucking job and not fuck it up.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying.
1: But thank you, Alex. I appreciate you always <laughs> showing love. Um, <laughs> just uh, brought that topic up at the wrong time, I guess. I. Uh, <laughs> I got the I got a chance to sit down with him and it was fun. It was fun just reminiscing about some of the uh, some of the years that we were playing. I know the uh, the first year that we played, we we didn't start off very hot, but we ended up uh, going on a run uh, mid season. I got I caught my first touchdown against the Dolphins, and he looked at me and said, "Do you remember the play?" I was like, "Are you kidding me? Why shallow, baby? Yeah, just let me run away from somebody, man." <laughs> and uh, and sure enough, we ran shallow cross, why shallow cross? A million times that year. I had yeah, to have had. A lot of had, man coverage? I had to have had. I think I had 800 yards that year, and I mm-hmm. like 700 of it was wide shallow. And uh, I was just out there just flying around and spinning, just know. getting, giving me the ball real early. Is that what you want
0: in wide shallow? You want that versus man? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Shallow yeah, cross. Right? Anything. Anytime you see a guy starting on one side of the field and going yeah. to the other side, yeah. That's a man beater. 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Whenever I, we do like one on one. I never watch one on ones with receivers and DBs, but we do like a competition now with uh, with Nick Sirianni. ever since he's been here on Friday with the young guys, where it could be an old line team alignment. They've kind of stopped doing that now. It's mostly just a receiver DB or a tight end linebacker or something like that. It'll be a one on one while the whole team's watching to decide like a competition for offense versus defense. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I always think it's kind of unfair when, like, a DB's playing outside leverage and the guy just runs, like, across or I'm oh, like, how he, like, how is he supposed to cover that? That situation, you got to treat it
1: like zero. You can't think that it's <laughs> single high. You know what I mean? Yeah. you got to treat that one-on-one. you got to treat you it like on zero.
0: You, you don't have leverage. There's here. no help inside. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some new height stamp of the week. What do, what do we got, Trev?
1: Let's get it, baby. New height stamp of the week. Um, where me and Jason give out uh, who we think has been taking their game to new heights in, uh, in week 11 of the NFL season. New Heights Stamp of the Week, sponsored by State Farm. Hey-oh. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. All right, now. Hey, personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Who you going with? I'll jump it off, man. I'm going with that, uh, that guy I was just talking about, DTR, man, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Browns rookie quarterback, came in, big game. The guy uh, was a little teary-eyed at the end of it, got his first NFL victory and his first start against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Browns Steelers, heated rivalry since fucking since the beginning of time. And um, <laughs> that's got to be – that had to be an amazing feeling for him, man, coming in and uh, led the Browns to a huge divisional win. Um Was his second career start? I take that back. In his first start, the Browns lost to the Ravens, 28-3. God damn. But uh, Coach DeFancy um, over there in Cleveland decided to give DTR another chance. And um, sure enough, with Deshaun being being out for the rest of the season, game was tied 10-10 with a minute 18 left to play, and DTR led the Browns on a game-winning drive, setting up the kicker, uh, Dustin Hopkins, for a 34-yard field goal. Browns win 10-13. Yeah, so uh, shout-out to DTR for taking his game to new heights, baby. Stamp for the week. Jason, who you got? Hey yo, All
0: right. I'm going to go with uh, potentially the most stereotypical Italian in the NFL right now, and Giants rookie quarterback, <laughs> Tommy DeVito. After giving him endless shit about living with his mother still while also playing in the NFL.
1: Endless shit.
0: Tommy threw it right back in our face. The Giants led... By none other than the Italian stallion. Okay, Devito, the rookie who still lives at home with his mother and eats those delicious chicken cutlets mm. and hasn't done laundry ever in his life, beat the Commanders <laughs> 31 to 19 in a huge divisional victory. Tommy Devito's first win, threw for 246 yards and three touchdowns. Boy, balling! And he did so, I mean, in style with the with the Italian hand celebration. I mean, can I get a – is there like a video of this guy talking? I want to know what this guy sounds like. Can I get – I need a press conference of Tommy DeVito right now. <laughs> You're going, Brandon? I, I need to see what – I need to hear it. I In my head, I'm hearing a voice, and if it's exactly what I think it's going to be, it might just break together. There's, There's a no show.
1: way. There's no way it could I, be that. It's going to be
0: – I'm telling you. It's going to be so – I can't wait
1: shout out to DeVito for taking his game to new heights, baby. Happy as hell for you, man.
0: Seriously. It's always awesome. Dude, whenever, whenever a guy comes up out of nowhere to uh, lead a team to victory,
1: yeah. DTR
0: uh, rookie. Yeah, man, you, you get fired up by this. All right, let's hear what this guy sounds like. Uh, that one interception stands out to me the most. Um, again, we're just trying to be a little too aggressive. Uh, All right. To see All that right. Guy get down to another option that I have. Uh, we are had a good run play before that so try to just keep staying in the positive and don't have any negative plays
1: not what you thought
0: i'm sure i've seen enough i'm seeing enough all right not as stereotypical as i was thinking in my head i'm not gonna lie. <laughs> much more polished than i was expecting good job tommy all right <laughs> um <laughs>
1: he's fucking killing it man
0: mrs devito i don't know what you're putting in them chicken cutlets but you might want to keep it up uh because apparently it's working all right now uh, but one thing that wasn't working at the Giants Commander's game was the hot water. Ooh. Apparently FedEx Field, uh, which almost took out Jalen Hurts last year in a game with uh, an entire fan uh section collapsing into the tunnel.
1: That shit's so fucking it's so silly.
0: Yeah, they it's it's getting dangerous. They uh apparently were without hot water.
1: We gotta figure something out, Washington.
0: Didn't have hot water for their showers. Have you ever not showered after a game? No. I feel like you're not going to admit this either way, but
1: I've, I've always showered after a game.
0: I've always showered too, and honestly, even if there wasn't hot water, I've taken cold showers. I'm still going to get in the water. I'm, I'm going to put the soap. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, listen, it's not going to be fun. No,
1: we're getting um, you know, it done.
0: I'm going to make sure I put that towel on extra quick because you know, cold shower, you got to got to cover that thing up quicker. <laughs> don't, wanna, <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't want to don't want anybody getting the, any
0: ideas but you know the media walks in the room that's right bro <laughs> man I guess but there are guys that don't shower Not most of the time after games most guys shower
1: everybody has to shower what are we doing man
0: you know the shower pill is a thing there are guys on Friday the moment they get out of practice they're in their clothes and they're out the door and I'm like bro it is going to take you five minutes to wash that filth off of you
1: what are you doing Coming from a man who doesn't even use soap. He's just on, Listen, he just rinses himself. I
0: use soap on the hot spots. Rinse off the oh, yeah, hot spots, dirty my bad. Hot spots, my bad. hot spots. Are there any stadiums you hate playing at because of the facilities?
1: No. Not really. I mean the Coliseum over in Oakland was uh it flooded one time. Yeah, that was not the locker I mean, room flooded. Um yeah. and uh it was always weird. The locker room was always very tiny. It was like I was like walking around. Um that's all I mean small locker rooms are the worst but other than that I really don't care. I'll play wherever.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. The the only thing I do hate there's two things that I hate. Small locker rooms and a le- uh, small amount of stalls cuz it is not <laughs> oh, yeah. ideal pre-game and you got you're trying to time up your pre-game ritual sitting and there's only two freaking stalls in the bathroom for an away team. I get pissed you're off you just that.
1: you're sitting on a warm seat.
0: I might, yeah, it, uh, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it, it. And it ain't got heated seating. It's just from a, it's from a 300 pounder.
0: <laughs> There's a three man line to get into that thing. So, you know, all the, the other three guys that were just on that seat. Yeah. It's not ideal. Not ideal. Um, the filth. The first thing I do when I get to an away steam stadium is I go in and see how many stalls are. If it's a small amount of stalls, I'm going to go in there and try and force the shit out. Cause I got to try and get this over with. And I'm going to go take some Imodium. So I don't have to deal with this nonsense.
1: Dude, it's that big of an issue for you? I I just don't like
0: the inconvenience.
1: For whatever reason, I don't think I've shit at a game. Man, I couldn't tell you the last time I took a shit at a stadium. It's impressive. And I'll take a shit on a fucking plane. I'll take a shit at a plane. I can't tell you the last
0: time I only took one shit at a stadium. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: boy's shitty.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's all the older stadiums. Let's be honest. I mean... You know the Coliseum, obviously, really old. Those stadiums are awesome to play at for the historical yeah, the side
1: venue view. Yeah, no, yeah. It's awesome. Like
0: there's, it's like, you know, Late the Packers the Packer Stadium, uh, Lambeau is unbelievable.
1: It's from so a cool. facility
0: standpoint, <sighs> not the best, but you kind of are like, you know what? I, I I'll I'll take the trade off in the facilities to be able to play in an iconic place like that.
1: One hundred percent.
0: Now FedEx Field, not that iconic. And I don't really like the facilities, so we can let's let's move on with this one. I think uh, figure that thing there's a out. lot of talk of them figuring out the stadium uh, and and maybe moving into a newer place. I hope that that happens sooner rather than later for those guys.
1: Magic Johnson will get it right; he'll figure it out.
0: Magic Johnson is he one of the owners? Yeah. All right. Cool. We're done. So we're done. Yeah. Is that it?
1: That's, That's it. all it is.
0: Brandon, are you positive? I,
1: I, I'm pretty sure I'm positive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. That wraps it up for this episode of New Heights. Thanks for tuning in, 92 Percenters. Make sure you're subscribed to the New Heights channel so you know when all the new episodes are coming out. And make sure to check out our bonus video this Friday. We're going to preview our Week 12 games, do some bonus and no-dumb questions, and take a look at a Fat guy's submission for the greatest highlight of all time.
1: Something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. And this hey. episode is presented by All New Experience Smart Money Debit Card. The debit card that builds credit without the debt. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S and thank you to our production. We're really going to need you for this one. Thanks, Brandon. Um, Thanks, And Jay. thank you to all the 92 percenters for always tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed the family reunion game and um, get ready for the Real Super Bowl rematch, baby. Oh, okay. I got to give me another taste of them birds. Got to give me another <laughs> taste. Hey, I wouldn't turn it down. Peace. I can show you the world. Rank the Disney princess right now. I do
0: think Aladdin's the best. Kylie gets mad at how much I turn Aladdin on. I've turned our girls into, like, huge Aladdin
1: fans. I'll sing Aladdin all the time, just in my head. Arabian nights, (laughs) like Arabian days,
0: (laughs) more often than not, or hotter than hot, in a lot of good ways. Nice. I can't sing that one. The vocal fry technique doesn't work on that one.
1: (laughs) The Nickelback one? <laughs> You're hilarious for thinking that you don't sound like Nickelback.